episode number 200 of the Getting Unstuck and Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're listening to, I am the author of the books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. These books are based on two self-help tools I created that support you in getting unstuck and getting clear so you can live deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. And now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today is the last Tuesday of February 2021, which means this will be the last episode where I will be focusing on the theme of love for this month. And today I'm going to share with you some thoughts about self-love and self-worth. And if you stick around, you will also hear a song that I composed for one of my children on this very topic of self-worth. So I have a lot of good stuff for you today as always, but before I do, I would like to share with you an email that I received from one of my podcast listeners whose name is Reba and who gave me permission to share her words with you. This is what she wrote. Your podcasts always provide me with so much food for thought, whether it's how to be more loving to the people in my life or whether I've become consciously aware that my lower brain is instilling unhealthy thoughts into my head and instead to decide to live more deliberately. Your podcast about self-sabotage definitely spoke to me. Every weekend, my best friend and I take a long walk. We rarely speak about our health, our husbands, our jobs, our children, and our grandchildren. What we do speak about is your podcast, every week like clockwork. We discuss your latest podcast and help each other get unstuck and clear. It's so nice to have a partner on the journey. After listening to your podcast about crazy goals, episode 183, I wrote down three crazy goals I would like to achieve in the next year. The first was to open a science-based text editing business. As I move closer to retirement, I decided that after I retire, I would like to work part-time editing science-based text, such as articles for publications in scientific journals and theses of science graduate students. So last year, I enrolled in a year-long course to learn academic editing. After I finished the course, I wasn't sure if I wanted to advertise this new profession of mine since I'm still working full-time, but I decided that I should slowly begin editing. If I could find anyone interested in using my services, great. After I wrote down my crazy goal, I opened a file in the income tax office. The next step was to let others know about me. So I spent many, many hours opening a LinkedIn account, thinking that this was probably a total waste of my time. The day after I opened my LinkedIn account, I began receiving calls and messages from people who needed a science editor. I have been constantly busy with editing ever since. Pretty crazy, huh? So at this point, I'm keeping my day job and editing in the evenings and on the weekends. Thank you for encouraging your listeners to think about crazy goals and how they can achieve them. And thank you for being an important part of my life. So... First of all, thank you so much, Reba, for sharing this with me. I always love hearing from my podcast listeners and hearing how they're applying the work that I'm sharing to their lives. 
And your words were truly received like a gift to me in honor of my 200th episode. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And secondly, I'm so thrilled for you regarding the fact that you created a crazy goal and are manifesting it. That is incredible. Okay, so now for today's episode. I have to say that what I'm going to share with you is not what I had originally prepared. I had originally prepared an entire episode on self-love and what it is and what it's not and the importance of it and how to cultivate it and so much more. But after I prepared for it, there was just something that spoke to me that said that I should make this episode more personal. And so that's what's coming your way today. For those of you who started with me from the very beginning, episode one, you will know that the first 150 episodes or so were dedicated to sharing my personal stuck spots and how I demonstrated getting unstuck using the unstuck method. And then around episode 145 or so, I shifted gears and moved a bit more towards teaching rather than sharing my stories. But again, this is what was calling me today. And so here's my story. Pretty recently, I hired someone to help me prepare a book proposal to submit to a book agent. And I'm talking about my third book. For those of you who don't know, I self-published my first two books, Getting Unstuck and The Clear Way. They were both self-published. But this time for the third book, I'm looking to get an agent so this book can be picked up by a publisher. And so I hired this woman to help me prepare this book proposal, which is about 40 pages long. And this is something that she does for a living and she's really well-versed in. And so as we were having our first conversation, she looked at my social media accounts, specifically Instagram, and basically told me that I need to do some serious work to get my numbers up if I want to have a chance at landing an agent. And then after we spoke about social media for a bit, she started looking at my marketing. So she said to me, getting unstuck and living deliberately, she was like, you can't have two names. You, you have to have one name. And that's something that we have to work on. And then she just started talking about other things. I think at which point I just started to not quite hear what she was saying because my thoughts were just getting louder and louder in my head. Like, Shira, what have you been doing for the last five years? And you should have hired a coach a lot earlier and you're never going to make it. And who do you think you are, Shira? And this is going to be a big waste of your time and energy. And Shira, have you not looked at the mirror? You're gray and you're almost 50 and you're no spring chicken. And on and on and on. Seriously, like complete self-resentment, complete self-hatred, like things I wouldn't want my worst enemy to think about him or herself. Not that I have a worst enemy, but I'm just saying. But me, you know, being mad at myself, I am so good at that. I'm really, really good at it, actually. But of course, staying stuck on self-loathing or anger, it doesn't help me. Even though in the moment, it kind of feels like it does. It kind of feels like, gosh, if I could just be a little bit more angry with myself, you know, maybe something good will come of it. But the truth is, it doesn't. And it doesn't help my situation. And it doesn't help anyone else who's around me. It just keeps me super stuck. 
And the way to get out of any stuck spot, at least what works best for me, is to use the unstuck method and go through it step by step, which is exactly what I did just a few minutes ago before preparing for this podcast. So S, I took a stop. I set my alarm for five minutes and I took a seat and I sat in silence and I just focused on my breath. T, I told myself I was stuck on anger and resentment and frustration and fear and desire and a lot more uncomfortable emotions. And I just allowed those emotions to run through me. You, what did I uncover? I uncovered that I believe I should be in a different place than I am right now in terms of my business and people knowing about my work. I told myself that I believed I should have hired a coach way back when, when I started. I uncovered that I believe that I am stupid. Yes, that is a thought that I have sometimes about myself. And I uncovered a whole bunch of other beliefs, none of which, by the way, were 100% true. Right? So in case you're new to my work, this third step, uncover, this is where we dig up all of our thoughts, most of which probably are unconscious. We're not even aware that we're thinking them. So we have to take some time to really dig and see what is it that we're thinking because it's our thoughts that are causing our stuck spots in the first place. And then after you dig and after you write out your belief statements, the second part is to investigate every single one and to ask yourself, is that 100% true? And it only passes that true test if either it can be proved in a court of law or if everyone in the world would agree with you. And so if you go back and listen to the thoughts that I uncovered, they wouldn't pass either test. So the truth of the matter is, my story was deflated because I didn't really have a story anymore because none of my thoughts were entirely true. And so when that happens, it opens up a window of opportunity for you to consider another perspective. So what did I consider? I considered that where I am right now is exactly where I should be. I considered that there's people around the world already benefiting from my tools, both from listening to this podcast and from working with me one-on-one or in my small groups. I considered that I recently hired a coach and that I trust her and that she's going to guide me in her best way possible. I considered that growing a business includes having big emotions and big emotions are uncomfortable and that's just part of the process. I considered that I'm smart and I considered that I can love myself for who I am and for the decisions I've made. I can consider that I'm worthy and that my worth was determined the day I was born and that I am no more or less worthy since that day. I can consider that what I've created so far is enough. And if my life ended today, I can consider that I can be complete with the contribution that I've made to the world. Wow, that's a big one for me. That's huge. And it's huge because I don't typically think that way. Instead, my mind slips into that I'm not doing enough, and that what I've done so far hasn't been enough. And it's not to say I should just throw my arms up and not make any more efforts, 
but it is to say that I am enough, and whatever I have done in my life so far is enough, and to truly, truly believe that, to truly internalize that voice, that belief, that I am enough. And of course, K, for kindness, I talk to myself compassionately. I literally say to myself, and often I do this out loud, Shira, you are doing great. You are doing your best. Growing a movement or growing a business, it's not easy, and you're learning along the way, and you are okay. You're not meant to be perfect. No one is. And of course, after I get myself unstuck, I get myself clear using the clear way, and I take responsibility for who it is I want to be, and then I take actions from that place that are going to support me in creating the results I want to create. Because to me, doing this work of getting unstuck and getting clear and living deliberately, this is a form of self-care. In fact, it is the greatest form of self-care that I know and that works best for me. Taking care of my mind, cleaning out my mind of the thoughts I don't want, and feeding my mind the thoughts I do want, this is self-care. And this is why I have a daily practice of getting unstuck and getting clear and why I created worksheets for my clients to do the same. You cannot and should not depend on anyone to do self-love for you. You are worth the time it takes to keep your mind as healthy as possible and as free from self-hatred and self-loathing as you possibly can make it. Now, I'm not going to share that clear process with you now because I want to share a few more thoughts with you. First is a question. Where in your life do you find yourself doing this? Where do you feel like you fall short or you're not succeeding in something or you're not reaching a goal or maybe you're just not as happy as you want to be or anything else? Where in your life do you act from a place of self-loathing or self-resentment or self-hatred? And I'm asking you to be honest here for a moment because it's important that you witness this, not only in me and how I demonstrated it from my life, but really in yourself. And I do believe we all do this, every single one of us. So take a moment and think about where you do this in your life. And then my question is, when this happens, what do you tend to do? I think most people don't know what to do, and they may not have tools to get out of it. But if or when this happens to you next, I encourage you to get unstuck, either on your own or with my support. I also want to discourage you from blaming others. For example, maybe your parents, or a teacher, or someone close to you, for not feeling that love. Pointing the finger at others is not going to help you in your life, ever. Trying to understand why you don't feel self-love towards yourself is probably not going to get you very far. What will move you forward is uncovering and investigating your beliefs and then consciously choosing the thoughts that you want to have, which is what I demonstrated to you earlier. If you believe you are not good enough, that is simply a thought that you are used to believing. That's all it is. It's not true. You're just simply very used to believing it. That's all it is. If you believe you're not good enough, it could be that you simply, again, didn't internalize that voice inside of you that you are good enough, 
that voice hasn't become the prominent one yet, and that's okay. You simply need to believe a new thought. And practicing to believe new thoughts is like practicing a new habit. It's a life skill, and it's never too late to start. And most importantly, is to remember to have self-compassion towards yourself when you feel such challenging emotions. It is utterly important to be kind to yourself and not wait for that kindness to come from someone else. Okay, so now I'd like to shift for a moment and talk about parenting. I don't think parents realize, at least I don't think I realized this when I became a parent, how powerful their impact can be on their children. Parents have so much power, and I mean so much power. And again, I just don't think we realize it when we are in survival mode of working and teacher meetings and food shopping and maintaining the house and cleaning the kitchen and all of that stuff. And so even small slips of the tongue or even words here or there, which may not seem like a big deal to the parent, they truly could be detrimental to the child. And those words can really impact the child and what the child ends up believing about him or herself. Again, it's going to be up to the child at the end of the day when he or she becomes an adult to realize that ultimately he or she is worthy. But you as the parent can definitely support them on their way. And by the way, like I said before, it's never too late to do this. Even if your child is an adult, you can still do this practice today. And by this practice, I mean telling your child that he is loved and that she is good enough just the way she is, and any other words that would support their self-worth. Because your word offerings may be just the thing your child needs to inquire into his own thoughts, and your words may be just that thing that your child needs to consider taking on new thoughts about himself or herself. And when you talk to your child in this way, over and over and over and over again, your child will become more grounded in who he or she is in the world and really come to this place of self-acceptance, no matter what. Because people who learn how to love themselves recognize their value, no matter who or what comes into their world. And they really recognize that their worth is already determined. So to me, self-love is a non-negotiable. It's where it all starts and where it all ends. And if each of us can really recognize this and really internalize this, I do believe we would be able to live our lives more deliberately, really the way that we want to. And so as I promised, I'm going to share with you a song which I wrote at the end of this podcast. This is a song I wrote for one of my children a few years ago, and I composed it because I realized at some point that I wasn't really doing a great job at helping him internalize his own self-worth. I realized that unfortunately instead, I was coming across as judgmental and critical. And I really wanted to do my best to change that. So I wrote a song and it's called You Are Loved. And it's based on the acronym BLESS, B-L-E-S-S. Because if you are new to me, you may not know that I love acronyms simply because they help me remember things. 
And I do believe that acronyms help other people remember things as well. And I really wanted my son to remember the words to the song. So I wrote the song and I sang it to him every night before he went to bed for about a year or so. And actually, when I went into the studio to record it, he came with me and you'll hear his voice at the end of the last verse. I think the most amazing thing about this experience with my son was that just a few days after I started singing it to him, I heard him one morning while he was making breakfast singing the words out loud to himself, which of course was like a big win for me because what I felt was happening was that he was beginning to internalize these words, which was the whole point in why I created the song in the first place. I'm going to play it for you now. You can also find this song on my website, shiragora.com forward slash you are loved. And I would love to hear your experiences if you do listen to it and if you share it with your children or your grandchildren or if you'd simply play it for yourself. But before I sign off, I just want to take a quick moment and say thank you. Thank you for choosing to listen to my podcast. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends and family. And above all, thank you for your love. It's hard to believe that this is the 200th episode. As I continue to grow and learn, I will continue to share all of that goodness with you. I am certainly looking forward to witnessing the next 100 episodes unfold. As always, I look forward to getting unstuck and living deliberately with you.
much I love you Just the way you are You are beautiful, you are You are And I love you There's no one else like you How much I love you Just the way you are